Welcome to That's What She Said, a podcast of sermons at Galileo Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Galileo exists to seek and shelter spiritual refugees, who for us are people for whom the church has become boring, irrelevant, exclusive, or even painful, especially people who have been pushed out because of their gender or sexuality. If you yourself are a spiritual refugee, we're especially glad you're listening. Our gospel reading for tonight is a continuation of the nativity story in Luke's gospel. We're picking up uh, from where we left off on Christmas Eve night with Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 40. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was in a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul, too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day, At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
When Simeon's conscious mind awoke that morning, it was at first, as on every morning of the world, the smell of the neighbor's breakfast wafting in the window that captured his thoughts. His stomach rumbled, and with his eyes still closed, he murmured the memorized morning prayer. I am thankful before you, living and enduring king, for you have mercifully restored my soul within me. Great is your faithfulness. Indeed, Simeon thought, it is a miracle of mercy to wake up and to wake up hungry at my advanced age. God is good. With a little grunt, he began the creaky process of simultaneously sitting up and swinging his legs over the edge of the wool-stuffed mattress. He avoided looking at his toes, which he had recently overheard his great-grandchildren calling Grampy's dragon claws, and he supposed they were right. He just didn't want to know. But mid-sit, he felt a push against his chest, like a playground shove, meant to move a man, but not knock him down, but enough this morning to send him back into his recline. As he fell, a flash, a brightness out of sync with the slow sunrise, and then an aroma, not the neighbor's breakfast, but something smoky and sweet. Frankincense, maybe? Myrrh? It might have scared him, except that these sensations were familiar. He had felt and seen and smelled the same combination one time, one time only, many years before, and not since. It had stilled him then as it stilled him now. Wait for it, his body told him. Wait and listen. When it had come before, the weight on his chest, the flash, the smell, he had heard a voice, that's voice with a capital V, not speaking words exactly in any language Simeon knew, but a voice full of music and wind and ocean and stars and trees all at the same time. A voice more beautiful even than the voice of his beloved spouse, who everybody said sang like an angel. Though who would know, really, how angels sing? This capital V voice sang and spoke and sighed all three, infusing him with an understanding so deep it dwelled beneath his skin and bones somewhere in his own spirit, an understanding that no matter how long it took, no matter how old he became, he would not see death, he would not die until God's own Messiah appeared before his eyes. Like all his religious kin, Simeon prayed daily for the coming of the Messiah to liberate the world from the heavy hand of oppression. He alone, as far as he knew, held such a promise in his personhood that his death would be delayed for as long as it took for that prayer to be answered. And now, this morning, 
with the push, the light, the aroma, the voice came again, not with words, but pulsing with meaning. And Simeon's soul was flooded with recognition. Today, he suddenly knew, as surely as he knew his own arthritic hands, today is the day. I will see the Lord's Messiah, and, and then, well, then the wait is over, and I will have seen the promise fulfilled, and today is the day of my death. Thanks be to God. He got his body all the way out of bed this time, and after a bit of fussing through the changing of clothes, the finding of shoes, he shuffled as fast as his bones would shuffle out the door. He would be early for morning services at the temple, but then he was often early. What did he have to do other than show up and wait? He was not first inside the gates. He never was because Anna never left the blessed crone, the wise widow, the praying prophet who fasted her way through decades of devoted worship. She met Simeon with an uncharacteristic spring in her step this morning. Did you hear it? She crowed. Do you know what I know? Simeon laughed to see the old woman skipping. Slow down, grandmother, he said. We've waited this long. We can wait a little longer. Yes, yes, I know. The Lord's Messiah is on the way. The redemption of Israel appears today. All that we have waited for all these years. The consolation of Israel. The redemption of Jerusalem. The wait is nearly over, grandmother, for both of us, for all of us. Thanks be to God. The two old folks linked arms like the old friends they were, circling the courtyard, greeting their neighbors with giddy good mornings. Today, the whole world was starting over, and for the moment, they were the only two people in the whole city who knew it. Waiting well is a Christian practice, friends. To wait well is to wait with eager anticipation, with a kind of hunger for what is to come, a kind of holy dissatisfaction with the status quo, but without tipping over into despair concerning what is now. To wait well is to know well that this is not the way things are supposed to be, that God has better days in mind for us, for the world God still loves. And to wait well is to want that with everything we are while still loving the world as God loves the world and our own places in it. To wait well is to let the virtue of patience take root in your heart, the humble virtue of endurance that understands not everything is in your control, that you are not the boss of so many things, while not 
tipping over into complacency, a lazy laissez-faire that pretends not to care. Patience as a discipline asks us to trust God for all that we need, to trust that God has already accounted for that, and to offer ourselves completely to the accomplishment of God's awaited future. Beloveds, we have been waiting a long damn time through, yes, 68 Sundays of Corona Tide and a couple summer months of vaccinated relief and new waves of worry with new viral variations for fall and again for winter. But we have not waited as long as Simeon or Anna waited on God's promised Messiah, the redemption of Jerusalem, the consolation of Israel. We have not waited as long as the world has waited for God's promised salvation, the redemption and consolation of earth and sea, sky and space, and all who live in it. The table of our Lord asks us every week to take up this waiting task, to practice our waiting posture we eat and drink this way to honor and remember Jesus, yes, until he comes. <laughs> until, that is, God decisively and finally interrupts history with the return of God's Messiah, the crucified and vindicated one in whose footsteps we follow. In a sense, the whole of our Christian lives is spent waiting learning to wait well, practicing our patience, first with ourselves, then with each other, with our neighbors, finally with our enemies, practicing our patience with God until he comes, Simeon said. Until he comes, Anna said, until he comes, we say with the whole church through the ages. At tonight's table, I invite you to say the words with me from your home. No one can hear you except the people who love you the most. I bet you know them by heart. These are words for remembering and they are words for waiting. Thanks for listening to That's What She Said. This podcast is preached almost always by our lead evangelist, Reverend Dr. Katie Hayes. Galileo Church has five missional priorities. We do justice for LGBTQ plus people and those who love them. We do kindness to those in mental and emotional distress and celebrate neurodiversity. We do beauty for our God who is beautiful. We do real relationship, no bullshit, ever. And we do whatever it takes to share this good news with the world God still loves. To support the production of this podcast and the ongoing missional priorities of this church, go to galileochurch.org and click on Conspire With Us. You'll have options to use your Venmo or PayPal or use your credit card or bank account. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you thanks. Peace.